What's it like to share your message with the world through podcasting? What is your method for helping people and making a positive difference in the world? Hi, I'm Shelley Carney, Livecast coach and host of the Messages and Methods podcast. Join me as I share fascinating stories and insights from podcasting women I met at the She Podcast Live conference in Scottsdale, Arizona in October 2021. This series of interviews will provide the foundation of understanding of why women podcast today and how they impact the world through their voice and message. My guest for this conversation is Tamara Shoon. She's the host of Straight from the Source's Mouth podcast, and she's a stand-up comedian who talks about dating and sex. Welcome, Tamara. Thank you for coming today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So tell us about yourself. Uh, fill in some of the blanks here for us. Um, well, I actually don't talk about what I do for a living just because of my topics, and um, but I... I started out getting involved in this from doing stand-up, which was something I wanted to do. 20 years ago, I took a class on how to be a comedian. And then I people have said I was funny. People laugh when I've been in front of in groups. Mm. So I always kind of knew I would do it, but it took me 20 years to actually, you know, start take a class and start doing stand-up. I did that for three years, and then people want me to... I Pretty much, I call myself the queen of TMI. So people want to hear what I have to say, and they're too afraid to say it, and I kind of say it for everyone. <laughs> so that's kind of that's what my, my podcast is now about too like mm -hmm. so I have a few episodes where it's very yeah I go there and it's like nerve-wracking and scary but I don't yeah <laughs> well it's like that line uh, I say things other people won't that has value exactly yeah so that's kind of fun uh, but tell us um, you said you started when you were 50 doing a stand-up yeah I, I um yes I took a class just before I had I was I had a series of relationships, and they, one ended you know, over a 10-year period. So I was like, what do I want to do now? Because I've been kind of doing what they wanted to do the whole time. So I took a class. Um, I happened to be off work, and it was like a first-come, first-serve. And I got the email, and I signed up like within seconds. So I took the class, and uh, we had a graduation show. Um, it was like a four-week class. And they recorded it, and the show itself went really well for me. So a lot of people came up and said, um, you know, great job or whatever. And so then I had a recording, which I could then, you know, ask to be on shows by having a video clip of yourself. Oh, that's that's great. You know, and we speak to Encore Entrepreneurs, and, and that's basically what it is. It's, you know, I've always wanted to do this one thing, but I've always been too busy with, you know, family or uh, work or whatever. And now I finally have some time for me. And I can focus on what I want to do. So there, we make a lot of changes and a lot of self-discovery in our 50s. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's really my message too. I think everyone should do the thing they secretly want to do and just don't tell anyone. Like I literally, I would not tell anyone. Mm -hmm. I was too scared because I thought they would laugh or think it was weird. And I actually went to America's Got Talent to audition before I had even done stand-up. I was like, I can do this. But I told no one. <laughs> and I, you know, obviously I didn't make it on the show, but... It, you know, I just think that anyone has a secret dream, and everyone does have a secret dream that they're even too afraid to tell anyone. So just do it. I mean, it doesn't hurt to try. Well, I know popular professional comedians who've been auditioned for that show that didn't make it either. So yeah. <laughs> no shame in that. It, it, you know, yeah. you tried, mm -hmm. and that's, uh, that's a lot. 
Yeah, it was definitely an interesting experience, and I was proud of myself for even going. Right, absolutely. Did you, uh, so when did, let's get into your podcast. Uh, Tell us about your podcast. Yeah, so I just started a couple months ago, but um, I actually took a class on how to do a podcast. You know, to me, it's like, why not learn from people that know what they're doing? So once again, you know, I took the stand-up class, and I took the podcast class. Um, It was through Pat Flynn. I don't know, a Mm -hmm, lot of people mm -hmm, are aware of him. mm -hmm. Power Up Podcasting. And so I took his class, you know, whatever he said, I did. He's like, you know, start with why and like figure out what you want your messages and make sure you have three episodes recorded. So, I mean, I just verbatim whatever he said I did. And then, um, so yeah, it, it's, it, most of my episodes are about dating and then a few of them are about sex now. And I've, I told friends that I would go there in my intro. And so they're like, well, you haven't really gone there yet on the sex side. So my latest episode is definitely, you know, it's, I've titled it All Things Oral Sex. So it's like really, uh, you know, a male friend and I talk about, you know, both sides of it. Mm. So, yeah, I definitely go there. But it started out, you know, there's a lot of like dating coaches, relationship coaches, and then just real talk with real people. So it's Tamara and friends. So each episode I have different people and different topics. So who's in your audience? I assume it's, well, I call it clueless daters, which is not like a derogatory. It's just so many people don't know <laughs> how to date. You know, I talk about online dating a lot and, you know, especially people like I, I hadn't dated in 15 years when I started doing stand-up. So I talked a lot about my dating life and, you know, the whole sex, like when to have it, when not, when you're single, you know, obviously we've all had sex at our age. So it's kind of like when do you, you know, in a new relationship. So we explore all that. We get male perspectives and you know, all kinds of talks. Do you feel like uh, your uh, audience is more experienced people, people in their 40s, 50s, 60s, in that age? I would say so. And, and we joined a few Facebook groups that have those people in it. And I, I would say that's probably, we, I do have a millennial like male perspective for one of our episodes or two of our episodes. So, I mean, it's the range, but I would say that's probably the most fitting. People that are like newly into dating. One of the women in the conference was you know newly widowed and so she's back in the dating scene she has widow widower friends so trying to navigate that whole thing so it's a I would say it's fitting for that audience as well right and I think with millennials they have a lot more um challenges because many of them grew up texting and not having real conversations so they it's a whole new learning experience for them yeah I definitely agree and then when it comes to sex as well they've had the internet the whole time so we our parents taught us or our school taught us and in the younger generations they can google anything and see way more than we ever would have seen so and I don't think they get the right message right so that's you know part of my thing too is to hope they get the right message that that is not <laughs> the ideal. And I get my, my podcast has a lot of books I've read. So I give a lot of resources mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll, I basically say, I read the books so you don't have to. And I give the highlights from different books. Each topic has like at least two or three books and links to sites, and lots of resources. Just, I, I want very much want this to be educational, kind of a how to, and then how not to mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And how long have you been podcasting? Um, I officially launched September 7th of 2021, so just a month and a half ago. But my, my, you know, you have to upload earlier than your start date. So August 7th is when my actual stuff was uploaded and people could find it. But officially only like a month and a half or so. And it's, So what did you do for your launch? Um, well, I had some people like a launch team mm-hmm. somewhat. And I just, I basically, <laughs> I'm a shameless plugger too. So, you know, I'll say it like it is and... I, I send a text message to pretty much everyone I know with the links. 
I put it on my Facebook page. I had followers from my stand-up and my Instagram a little bit, so I, you know, let them all know. But if I run into you in the street and we start talking, I'll send you the link. <laughs> so, well, that's great. Yeah. And what made you decide to start a podcast on this particular topic? Um, it was a natural progression from the stand-up, but the podcasting... I don't know. I just, I actually don't listen. I haven't listened to podcasts before. So some people think it's strange, but I knew it was a new medium and I like the idea. I always, I'd, I'd rather reach a bigger audience. Like when I do stand up, if there's a small audience, I just, I just can't, like, it just doesn't feel real. And I know some people say like, oh, you have to do a great show no matter what, but I feed off the audience. So knowing there's a lot of people listening just makes me do a better show. So I, I've, I like to reach a lot of people and make a difference. And just, you know, just like clueless daters, clueless people at sex, like the, the one oral sex episode, there are a lot of people on both sides. I've heard from both sides that, you know, the other side doesn't know really what they're doing and everyone's afraid to say anything and they're, they don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. So that episode, we really talk about, you know, nonverbal ways to critique and suggest. And so, you know, I just want everyone to have a great life. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is difficult when you're in intimate situations because anything you say becomes that other person's baggage for the rest of their lives. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 critical mm. moments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what message do you hope your audience will hear and understand when they listen to your podcast? Yeah, just I mean, I I talk very much about normalizing sex. You know, the double standard for women is passe. Like it's not true. Like women like sex just as much as men. It should be normalized. It should not be taboo. It should be talked about. And women, we shouldn't feel guilty. Everyone should love their body. We all have bodies. Like, there's nothing wrong with anyone's bodies. And someone is attracted to you or they wouldn't be there. So, and you're going to have better sex if you enjoy, you know, you're comfortable with your own body. So I just want to provide the resources for everyone to live their best sex life and dating life and relationship life. I like that. Yeah. Why? Let's move into uh, supporting other women. Why do you think it's important for women to participate in podcasting? I mean, I think we're more conversational and more willing to be vulnerable and share. So we and and this conference in particular, I've heard that the reason they wanted to have all more women is because a lot of people are, are afraid to raise their hand, like in a group setting, or especially with mixed genders. Mm-hmm. And I am not one of those women, but I know most, like a lot are. So, I mean, we, we all have, there's no, no one's doing the same exact thing. We all have a different take on every topic out there. So there's no competition. It's all just support and supporting each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, you're, you're seem to be an outgoing person. You have no problem getting up on stage and podcasting about intimate topics. And you just said you have no problem uh, raising your hand in a group and, and, and speaking out. So what, why do you think you're that way? Was it something in your childhood you felt a lot of support? What do you think? I'm actually, I'm more of an introvert and I'm awkward socially, like in, in setting, like in the pod, in the conference, talking to groups, I kind of feel out of place. And they do say comedians are usually more comfortable on stage than they are in real life. Mm. So that's kind of how I feel. I also, I did a, I do personal professional growth on this, this program called Landmark. And after that, I learned to, I could speak up if I want. You choose the life you want. So I, I chose that I'm not, I don't have to be shy. I can say what I want, speak up. And once you learn how you became the way you became, you don't have to be that way anymore if you don't want to. Hmm. So yeah, I just, yeah, <laughs> just always been that way. Well, as an adult since then, 2013, mm-hmm. I've got to become a different person to speak up. So and I never would have done podcasting mm-hmm. or stand up without it. So Personal development and then classes. Yep. 
I mm-hmm. love of learning is my big thing. Mm-hmm. Via character.org, the top 24 character strengths. And you know, creativity is number one for me. Love of learning is number two. Bravery is number three. So I, all of that comes from stand-up and podcasting. Mm. And when you do what your top strengths are, you're going to have a more enjoyable life. So what is the... Uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about stand-up because it's, it's a personal thing. But um, tell us about your favorite thing about stand-up and then what scares you or what, you know, what do you don't like about it? So the first time I did it, you know, I got all those laughs at the, at the graduation show. I'm granted as friends of people at, on this show, so they're all going to be nice. <laughs> but just that you got a high from the first laughs. Like, I couldn't sleep for hours. It was, like, so amazing. But then it only happened twice, really, when I had the high. And then once you know what to expect, it's, you get in your head more about it. So it's actually harder to kind of achieve the same high. And then as I'm getting older, my memory isn't good and my eyes aren't good. So I have a little cheat sheet, which some people say, oh, you can never look at your notes. But I just have to add that to my stuff. Like, like I'm old. I have no bad eyes. Like, I'm going to put it there. Sorry. <laughs> and just own it and go. But some people think that, you know, you shouldn't have your notes. You should always memorize everything. But, and I do tend to look too often. And there, there's literally like eight words and I'm saying five minutes worth of stuff. But I keep looking at my notes. Mm-hmm. So I wish I would not mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can see it pretty much on my YouTube channel. Like all of them, I'm always looking down. So, not the entire time, obviously. But mm-hmm. yeah. sort of a safety net. Yeah. So I really should try to not. And I can sometimes I can fake it and put it like far enough away and just kind of glance. And I, the whole show, I don't really look like I'm looking. So I would like to be able to do that more often. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, practice makes perfect. Yes. Uh, why do you think it's? Um, well, uh, in what ways? Let's talk about your podcast. And. When did you get the idea to start podcasting and, and, and how did you get into that? And then in what ways have you, has your life changed because of it? Yeah, so I, the leadership, I'm in a leadership program within that same program. I mentioned that and I did a 90-day program with a friend who was offering it, offering it for free because she was testing it out. And it's all about personal growth again. So it was like a program that you you have a goal quarterly. So I was like, by the end of this, I'm going to have three episodes published and online. And then we you keep track of doing that. So that was a given. And then I had written out my, it's called the Dream Builder course. So I said, I want to have a podcast. So the two together kind of just made it happen. Like I was like, I will have three. And now I have 10 episodes and two more in the works to be recorded. And, you know, I just, if I say I'm going to do it, I do it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. And then... Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it's scary because I share this with everyone, like family, friends, like everyone. Most, a lot of people, I guess, are too shy to share with people close to them. They'd rather have strangers listen. Mm-hmm. I would prefer <laughs> to have more strangers than people I know, yes. Right. <laughs> so eventually, hopefully that happens. And I'm sure, you know, I have 600-something downloads, so I'm sure some are people I don't know. But it's definitely a little scary knowing how many people know me personally listen mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, because they can come up to you and talk to you about it, whereas strangers, you're never going to see them. Yeah. You don't even know if they're listening or not. Yeah. Although it is helpful to get feedback. I have two people that have listened to every episode, and they give me feedback constantly. So that's, and of course, it's positive because they're nice, but <laughs> so that's always good to hear. Right, and they can help you uh, decide what to go, where to go next, which direction. Yeah. And um, what made you decide to attend the She Podcast Live conference? Well, my hosting site is Buzzsprout, and they offered a free ticket or free tickets to anyone or someone. And I immediately said yes and looked at my calendar and saw that I had space to come. So it was a no-brainer once I got the ticket. And I had airline miles, so it was easier. And, yeah, I mean, I didn't even know there was such thing as conferences for podcasting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's how I knew I am. So I was like, oh, might as well. It's, once again, learning and creativity and learning from people that know what they're doing. 
And what did you hope to accomplish uh, during the conference? Did you have a goal for it? I just wanted to take in and learn, you know, from people that know what they're doing. And every session I've attended has been, like, amazing. Like, I pick the topics that are relevant to me, mm-hmm. and they've been very helpful. And, and then, you know, because of my social awkwardness stuff, I did have a few social things, you know, breakfast and lunch and stuff. But I always feel a little, I don't know. I mean, it's all in my head. I haven't I've got the personal growth going, but it's not quite <laughs> elevated enough not to feel awkward and feel, like, left out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I separate myself a bit, so I don't have to feel like I'm being awkward. <laughs> well, I think I think most people go through that when they go into a conference type situation and you see, well, there's a group of people, but they all seem to know each other and I didn't want to try to break into that. And right. And yeah. then, yeah. And I actually, I actually invited a friend, so she's staying with me. Oh, great. And I originally was like, oh, I'll skip some sessions and hang out. And I'm like, now I'm like, no, I really want to stay. To, mm-hmm. So she's, you know, shopping and doing a bunch of stuff today. And then mm-hmm. we hang out at night. So. Right. Yeah. My husband's here with us and he's kind of just being real helpful with bringing us things that we need. And (laughs) so it's nice to have that extra help. Um, What plans do you have for the future of your podcast? I mean, I plan on continuing on until I can, or, you know, no one wants to hear it, I guess, but I know there's a way to, you know, get sponsors and stuff and down the road, I hope to do that, you know, because it's not free to have one, but it's not overly expensive either. Mm -hmm. Are you looking at uh, different series or different topics? Um, I plan, yeah, I mean, there are so many topics within sex and dating and relationships that, you know, I I could go on for years, I would say. And I have um, two in the works, like BDSM, first, you know, the sex stuff, and then How to Date Like a Man from a book that someone read. And I get, I always get different perspectives. So there's never, and I know a lot of people, like I have tons of acquaintances, so I, it's usually easy to find people to be on shows. And then once they do, they're like, oh, I'll come back if you want. So I keep my list going. That sounds awesome. So where can people find and connect with you? Uh, it's on all the sites. Um, I have a Linktree account, and then I also have my YouTube channel. Everything kind of points to each other, which, of course, I learned in the class to do. So, But, yeah, pretty much if there's a podcast site, it should be on there. And All right. And we'll have that in the show notes for those who are uh, looking to uh, find out more about your program. Yeah, and I do have Instagram, at Tamara underscore scone it looks like school but it's pronounced scone which no one would guess on (laughs) (laughs) underscore comic scone okay yeah which everyone gets it wrong and my first name too so (laughs) Tamara yeah yes Tamara scone okay Mm -hmm. well thank you Tamara so much for being with us today and sharing about your podcast and your life we appreciate you and uh, we hope that we can work with you again in the future on messages and methods awesome thank you very much yeah this was really cool (laughs) first time being interviewed Thank you for joining us for the Messages and Methods She Podcast Conference interview series with Shelley Carney, produced by Toby Eunice. Please subscribe, leave a great review, and look for our compilation book on Amazon soon. Share our podcast with your family and friends and discover how you can become a fabulous podcaster at agkmedia.studio or join our Facebook group, Leveraging Your Content. Check the show notes for links and resources, and please enjoy all our wonderful podcast episodes.